everybody, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast. You're joined by your host, Chama, and... Hello. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? <laughs> In you today's know, episode... You know what's funnier than me? Tell me. Why are you... It's your hand up here. I'm trying, so you're calling for the ball. I'm trying to make it interesting. <laughs> welcome, guys. I'm trying to make it interesting. Welcome to another episode. Like, what is going to be on there? What are you gesturing to? Bro, I'm just trying to let people know that it's going to be a good episode. Bro. It is going to be a good episode. We're here. Episode. We're back. We're healthy. It's 2023. Bro, Mukhtar, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. You good, man? <laughs> <laughs> you feeling good? Yeah, this guy with the, with the, what's called the, the Bill Cosby sweater and the hand. Yeah, come on, man. Listen, come on, man. Listen, First off, that's a tough sweater. Yeah, you can't be, you can't make those comments like that, that's man. Handsome that's a crazy that's sweater, bro. Bro. Handsome sweater. Bro. <laughs> Straight out of Cancun, bro. I see that. I see that. I see that. Yo, and today we're just going to be talking about clout chasing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And the toxicity that that brings to this kind of this world, especially the Western side of the world. I don't think Yo. anybody in Africa cares about clout nah, chasing. Nah, man. You know, you know, okay, let me, let me kind of introduce this to us a little bit. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because yeah. obviously we're all on social media, we're all online, and we're all kind of seeing each other's lives from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. But... I realized that there's a new form of currency that we've all come accustomed to, which is clout, right? Yeah. The more clout you have equates to a better feeling about yourself or a better understanding of who your identity is in the outside world and things of that sort. But it, is it real, fam? Is it real? Because to be honest with you, bro, like I see some people who don't clout chase and majority of the people who I, I've met in life who see clout or anything like popularity or status or anything like that who don't care about that they're to me living the better lives 100%. you know and yeah. they're just not in the limelight they're just having a good time yeah. happy people <clears throat> they don't really care about the popular opinions outside that people are trying to you know adhere to yeah. and they're living the better life so why are we chasing popularity and stats i mean i mean i know for me i have a business so i need you know i need to compensate I, I, myself i think right? it's different when it's in regards to something that you're working with and yeah. it's your business that you're trying to promote mm-hmm. but i think the problem in today's world is people are looking for validation yeah through ways in which only social media can bring or ways in which their peers could bring mm-hmm. you know and this validation can only come from you quote-unquote clout chasing but let me ask you this though doesn't it because when i say clout chasing there's obviously a spectrum that we should follow yeah, right yeah, of course, of course. and there's <clears throat> the most extreme side of it and then there's the the light the lighter side of it right? how would you define it okay so there are people who will do okay let me give you an example do you remember bunk bunk ig no nah. you remember bunk yeah i do bunk was this guy on ig fam it was around like 2018 where he would go on instagram right and he would on on instagram live he would go on and he would go inside a barbershop or some kind of a store or something, and he would just steal on live. How do you and steal then, from a barbershop? Bro, he, he would be in the barber <laughs> chair. He'd be in the barber chair. He'd get a cut, and then he'd have his phone out like this. Oh, he's walking out? He's running out, bro. Oh, he's bolting out. And man. as soon as he's running out, he's like, Bunk IG, Bunk IG, Bunk IG. That's he's just plugging himself, you know? I remember the donut shop where he took bro. the whole cart of don- literally stacks of donuts on that little wheelie thing. Yeah, yeah. Took it out the store and ran. Right. <laughs> just, just started, just made himself known for stealing on Instagram, damn, you know? Damn. And that is, to me, like the, the epitome of clout addiction. You know what I mean? Like yeah. committing crimes mm. online so people will follow you and see you and you're seeking their validation, even though they're looking at you and laughing and disgust. See the way you're looking at me right now, bro? Like, it's like, bro, like, we don't respect you for this, yet you still consider the, 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 the views and the clicks and the likes that you're getting to be respect from people. It's not respect. 
So I'm, why are people so obsessed with this type of shit? I think just people, especially, I think this is more of a younger thing. Don't get me wrong. There's those group of people who are still don't phase out of it. Mm-hmm. But I let me give you a personal experience. I remember being like 13 or 14 starting Instagram mm-hmm. and having one of 13? my 13? Yeah, we were 13, 14, right? Ooh. How old are we? 13? I swear we were 13, 14. 20, was it 20, 2013? Oh, we were like in grade 10 or grade 9. Oh, yeah. Damn, bro. That's when IG... We've been on IG awesome. for a minute, yo. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> but I remember like posting a picture. Mm-hmm. And like I remember I only got 45 likes. Yeah. And rubbed you the wrong way. And I was like, crap, my peer. Mm-hmm. And, I, and this was a time where a friend and I were kind of competing. And we were like, who's going to get more likes? The first post that he had, he had 101 likes. Ooh. You know? And then I got 45. And then I went to school the next day. They started calling me 45. <laughs> like, why, why is that relevant? 45 to 101? <laughs> but the point that I'm making is when you're younger, you're always looking for validation from your peers. Mm-hmm. It's because that's what brings you happiness. Mm-hmm. And especially from an output or like an outlet like social media, right? I agree. But my problem is people who don't phase out of it. Yeah. Because giving you another personal experience, I, there's this guy we went to high school with that mm-hmm. I'm still baffled that he's actually a human being. He was more of a character to me. Mm-hmm. And the way that he kind of carried himself was when he came to school, he was this low-key person mm-hmm. who was still a narcissistic person, but he was this low-key person that didn't talk much. Mm-hmm. But when he went on social media, he became this thirst trap of a person in which he loved the idea of people kind of Obsessing over him, yeah. He used to show us all his DMs, like, look at all the girls that are kind of talking to me. Look mm-hmm. at all the girls that want me. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to school and he realizes that he's not that person online. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. online, he created this persona that kind of goes against who he actually is a person. Mm-hmm. And nobody could actually validate, like, nobody can actually verify that he's actually that person, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Do you remember this thing? I do. <laughs> like, I- I have no idea who that is. I'll tell you off camera, but like I, I think that was my first time that I witnessed a narcissistic person mm-hmm. because this guy was so in love with himself. Yeah, that I found out years later that the stories that he told me weren't even real. Cap, oh. Cap. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just stories, you, right? The stories yeah, yeah, yeah. that he told the me. The stories not real. Include me. In. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, stories yeah. that he told me. He he just went home, made all this shit up. Mm-hmm posted it on his social media, mm-hmm. got a thousand, four thousand likes, came back to us and said, yo, I'm getting these girls. And I was like, oh, yo, can you tell, can you tell me your secrets, bro? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get on that, mm-hmm. you know? But and it was all cap. It was all cap, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it was all cap. And he, he, he was addicted to the idea of people loving him. But in reality, nobody was actually fucking with this guy. Mm-hmm. And that's because he... He was more in love with the idea of himself than actually working on himself as a person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and you know, I want to kind of play devil's advocate for a second here. I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm yeah. 100% on your side. I remember that nigga. Everybody was like, bro, like, everything you're saying is so relevant to the conversation. I, I want to play devil's advocate for a second, though, just for a second. And I want to say this. You know, like, I can kind of understand to a degree what that validation, like, seeking that validation, like, it's... To me, it's a little, it's natural, you know, like pe- course, yeah, people yeah. want to be loved, right? Yeah. Naturally, right? It's just that we have this, we have this uh, uh, new form of media yeah. where you can be a completely different form of yourself and open more doors and get into different uh, groups and be yeah. in different environments. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of the people that are trying to do their best to 
increase their social uh, status yeah. are trying to get into better lives for themselves of you know course, they're course, just right. doing it to, to try and better themselves you know in the case of that guy right i don't think he understood the responsibilities you have in your actual current life mm-hmm. to be the best version of you you know you can't be a celebrity only online you know people can't only love you online because when they meet you IRL bro you gotta it has to reciprocate you know like you have to be practicing what you've always been preaching right and he definitely wasn't doing that we all saw it because we were on a day-to-day basis with him and when we saw his online presence we all knew that that shit wasn't real right so I think authenticity has a lot to do with it I think that's where he got it messed up because he wasn't being authentic to himself and he was just trying to create something for others that don't know him Mm -hmm. to be and I think that's where the addiction part comes in you know like you some people almost forget that they're an actual person you know what i mean and they want to be something they see online or or something or they get inspired by someone that they they looked up to or even if it's a peer doing something like the way you said like we had the the likes competition you know mm-hmm. it could start from that and then just have a just grow into something that the the person can't control anymore you know yeah. and i think one of the things that people don't realize is being self-aware when you're in the process of like clout chasing and stuff like that that's not not, i don't think people are nearly as self-aware as they should be when they're trying to attain a personality online because like i said it in at the end of the day fam like in real life you're gonna be you you know if you can't match who you are online no one's gonna rock with you no 100 percent. and i think to that point like we're in an age where we see our favorite celebrity Mm -hmm. like let's say um, give me, give me a terrible celebrity. <laughs> Kanye West. <laughs> no, I think, yo, to be honest, that's a story for another time, but I think he's just mentally dis- uh, unstable. But like for somebody who throws, Skibilis. yo, bro, you still bringing that up till this day. I like, <laughs> he's, the, he's the biggest Skip Bayless protector until last week. That's funny. But like to, to the point that I'm making is like, they look up these, to these celebrities who are all about shooting doing this, doing that, sleeping with women, doing with that, and they say, I love this. I'm going to take attributes of that, mm-hmm. put that into my online personality, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then not knowing that you have to keep that same energy when you actually are on your ones walking down the street, right? And then these same people rap about guns and all this mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. just to know later that that's actually not their lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? And they're just benefiting off of the idea of what they think is cool. Yeah. And the idea of couch chasing is just, in my opinion, so toxic. For I think the best example of talk of toxicity and clout chasing is the Logan Paul incident. Remember, he was he was at that point where he was vlogging every day, mm-hmm. and this man was in. Um, we all know the Japan incident. Yeah, the suicide Where he was force. in Japan, and this guy was on such a high that he thought to his fans that if we if I showcase this individual that did what he did and give, give us some context of what happened yeah of course so yeah. a, a while ago um i think it was like 2015 or something yeah. where logan paul was kind of at the highest of vine no it was youtube youtube he was vlogging already no i'm, I'm talking about he got his celebrity okay. popularity yeah, from yeah. vine and then he of course he, he transferred over to youtube mm-hmm. but he was making vlogs every day right mm-hmm. he was one of those people like david dobrik that was pushing out content on a consistent basis Mm -hmm. and his whole idea was i need to push entertaining things Mm -hmm. i need to push it to make it as entertaining as possible to keep the audience Mm -hmm. and if i keep the audience i can keep this image of who i think i am so one of the one of these times where he he had a planned vacation to japan with his friends right and they they found out about this forest 
that is famous for suicide in Japan. And one of the highest rates of suicide is yeah. actually in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he was walking down this forest and he seen an individual who was quote unquote hanging. Mm-hmm. And he decided at that moment that this is what I need to showcase in my vlog. This is content. In order to kind of push more views mm-hmm. and it will bring more audience to me. That is the most toxic form of clout chasing because prior to everything that happened before in mm-hmm. his head mm-hmm. he was convinced that this is my way out like mm-hmm. this will bring me so much followers and audience that i'm gonna i'm gonna be the next pewdiepie yeah you know yeah. what i mean yeah. we as a generation are looking for validation from mm-hmm. a group of people that we don't even know you know uh and to to, to take that a step further i think it's kind of getting a little scary to the world we live in because yeah. of this clout addiction thing right because like think about like when something like when a tragedy happens nowadays yeah. what's the first thing people do on the street Post it online they take out their phones and they start recording somebody's dying somebody just got hurt somebody needs uh, emergency attention right now what's the first thing you always see people doing is busting out their phone it's like an evolved version of the bystander effect like yeah. they're not going to do anything themselves but what I can do is post it online to my followers to get views and be... That just makes apps... And you know what's crazy too? Because like I've personally been in situations where I've seen emergencies happen. I've seen people that need help or I've seen uh, conflict going on. And it doesn't even register in my brain to bust out my phone in those moments. Ever. Ever. Not one time that I get the thought, well, oh, let me record this. Let me see Let me see what it's going to look like later. Or let me show this to other people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even... like That thought doesn't even come to my brain a lot. And that just blows my mind how some people especially in tragic situations people are dying people are literally bleeding out dying and you're gonna bust out your phone for clout for pictures and you know i don't see the point of that to be honest with you it's just it's a little scary to live in this world you know and Mm. i think um it, it all goes back to authenticity right and if you are the type of person that wants to help and be somebody who's gonna help somebody in in a time of need like that you will get up and do something about it you're not gonna bust out your phone right so I just think that it's it's also getting a little scary because people are they're losing kind of the line between reality and online person persona, you know? Yeah. So like that line is being it's it's being bled in between so for so much people in their lives and I think that that's the scariest part about the cloud addiction era that we're in right now, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it you know that the thing that sucks, man, I only see it getting worse. Yeah, yeah, it's not getting it's not it's I mean, the conversation we're having now is is, is very helpful because yeah. there's some people who probably don't even know that they're like, yo, I'm... Every I'm old no, bro. Fam, it's, it's called, <laughs> you know, know, a lot of people think, a lot of people, a lot of people consider being in the social media space or just like being on your phone constant as like c- kind of being like in the matrix. You know what I mean? I see that term being thrown around a lot. Like I need to get out of the matrix, you know, and shit like that. But I also think that it's very needed to be on social media and to have a presence because especially if you have a skill, if you have any kind of skill set, right, it could be beneficial to somebody else who needs that skill set, you know? So I think that uh, advertising yourself, the the benefits of yourself is helpful for other people who need that. But there's some shit that people just don't need to know about you, man, at all, at all, you know? Real talk, man. And if people just kept a lot of stuff to themselves. Yeah, man. Racists, whoever wants to, like, whatever bad thing about them, too. Just keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, man. It's Everybody would be, you could live in a utopia. Yeah. If everybody no, just keeps shit to themselves. And look I, at, look at um, 
I want to use Drake as an example here, you know? Yeah. Uh, Drake is somebody who has always been in the limelight, always been in the, the public eye. But for me, as somebody who's been following that guy's career for as long as I have, I've noticed a shift in Drake where he seems to me that he stopped caring about what people think and is kind, kind of trying to create his own image as time goes on. But he, I, I personally think he doesn't realize that you're never going to create your own story. It's always going to be how people react to you or how people consume you or how people are it's just their take on you it's never going to be what you tell them you are yeah. you know what i mean i don't think he understands that anymore because of the heights that he's seen and the reason why i'm saying that is because like throughout the last like maybe 10 years or so we haven't had a break from the guy you know we haven't had any time period where drake just said i'm gonna go and live real life i don't need this uh let me stop showing you guys every part of my life and yeah. i think that that's an addiction you know and and no offense to the guy. I don't know the guy at all. Obviously, I don't know any any one of his teammates or team members or anything like that. But I think somebody needs to come and check him on some, yo, you're a dad. <clears throat> you have a kid. Like, you're 36 years old. Like, let's start thinking about Settling the... Let's think about. Let's start thinking about the later years of your life. You know, yeah. like, you're not going to be young and healthy forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you got to start thinking about the late post years of, of, of Drake, you know, and you've amassed all of this. Let's do something with it, you know? You know, to play devil's advocate, I, I think Drake actually is the perfect example of somebody who uses social media well. I don't think, okay, and I, and I disagree with you, but I want to hear what you have to say. Like, I, he knows. So, first of all, I think there's two Drakes, and that's how I think everybody should be. Mm -hmm. I think there should be your online personality that you're pushing. Mm -hmm that you're trying to kind of get like a following, which mm -hmm. that's what we're know, that's what we see. Mm -hmm. And there's the personal Drake that only a couple of his, his close friends. So you're saying right? Champagne, Poppy, Drake, and Aubrey. Yeah, I think, I think they're all different. Mm -hmm. And to that point, I think Drake is a master of social media. Like he knows exactly what to say in order to go trending. Mm -hmm. And do you remember there was a time where, I think when we were like six or seven years ago when somebody mentioned drake it mm -hmm. used to be yo you're listening to that crybaby music or like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy music. yeah 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 and now yeah. he was able to tactfully change his image mm -hmm. to kind of make it more i am that guy but i also think he lost authenticity doing that because exactly. he wasn't that guy man he was he's not the big bad wolf drake he wants you to think he is he was the soft emotional guy and now a lot of people loved him for that including myself I was like, yo, that was fair, the... Fair, fair, but the I know that. So th the point that I'm saying is that's the image. Like, that's his business. Mm -hmm. He, I feel like Drake is a genius at knowing what to push on his social media mm -hmm. and what to show people who are close to him. And I think that's a very healthy balance to have, you know? So, I, the reason ahead. why I disagreed originally is because I don't think... Um, I think it started off that way. Yeah. I think... Uh, and that's why I was such a big, huge fan of Drake at the, the start of his career is because... There was that layer of authenticity that I was talking about, right? He was very good at trying to find your love alive, fam. That find your love, fam, <laughs> over, you know, miss me, yo. <laughs> up until nothing was the same, views, fam, like that. That was like a very, it was like a very personal slash very vulnerable mm -hmm. side to an artist that we probably haven't seen in music you know, or at that level of hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as time went on, I feel like now we're in the late in the last maybe two three years or so we're seeing a lot of the drake wants to be the 21 savage you know like the yeah, big yeah. bad wolf character like i'm that nigga type of shit and that's where he kind of lost me you know what i mean really? i'm like i don't i don't i can see the falseness in this and yeah. i see the persona you're trying to put out there and it's very different from how you originally were promoting yourself to be so i'm I, like 
I disagree with you to a degree. I understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but I still think that same side of Drake is mm -hmm. still here. Like I don't, he had I, an I, entire album this year dedicated to dancehall music. It wasn't dancehall, it was just dance music. You know what I meant, my my guy. Dancehall is like but you, Caribbean fam. But you, you know what I meant. Like he, He's yeah. still out here pushing. Like Something that I find really interesting about this, this dude is he doesn't really care about what he's pushing out sometimes when, when it comes to his music. He pushes out what he wants to. You know, I and disagree, man. I disagree because, I, like I said, I, I don't want to get too into the specifics, but yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Go ahead. I feel like five or six years ago, there used to be more love songs. There used to be more songs about wanting to be in love with somebody, the, the thought of being in love with somebody, and just the closeness that a woman and a man can have together. I feel like that was a big thing back then. Nowadays, it's, fuck this bitch. She cheated on me. I can get every bitch I want. That's what R&B has turned into. And I think that's because of Drake, fam. I think that's because of Drake. I think he's perpetuated that for the last few years or so in his music, and that's kind of how the sound of R&B is turning into. And, and that's not authentic to me. I'm just like, yo. That's a very interesting take. But to, to navigate back to the conversation, mm -hmm. like the idea of toxic... So... I agree with you that Drake, he kind of has this online persona that he, in a way, he's clout chasing, mm -hmm. but it's his way of staying relevant. And it's, in my opinion, there's a, like what Mokhtar said earlier, there's I think it's a, poppy. It's addiction though, man. Cause look at his peers, it is, it is look at addiction. his peers. You see The Weeknd, you see Kendrick Lamar, you see J. Cole. None of those guys are as present on social media as Drake. And they still do that's numbers the just like I think him. that's the perfect balance. Well, first of all, nobody does numbers like Drake. But he does <laughs> but like, more nobody does. I mean, he breaks records and whatnot, but like when you, if you compare like to his peers, yeah. his actual peers, he's not doing 10 times better than them. Like they still, they, they put in, they put in work just like him. Like just like him. Out of everybody, he's seen as the most marketable one out of everybody yeah. seen. But that's only because he's the he, biggest artist in the world right now. But that's, that's only because he's giving you guys literally a hundred and ten percent of himself at all yeah. times. These guys are literally giving you five, ten percent. Like when have you last seen Kendrick Lamar in social Africa, media? Fam. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> these guys these guys are giving you the blueprint that you don't have to do this. No, I agree. I agree. And Drake is just basically saying, Fuck that. I think this is the best way because he's he, called chasing. Yeah. But in a way it's for his business going back to the point that you made remember when you played devil advocate with me earlier yes yeah. there's there's a little caveat with it when it's your business mm -hmm. but i still think that there needs to be a healthy balance that you brought up for j cole yeah i only hear of j cole where either when he's playing basketball in brampton or he's dropping an album yeah. you never hear from this guy otherwise and i respect and, that you know i respect that so a lot another another individual who i think was clout chasing is takashi 69 Oh hell yeah! Man. So no. this guy was part of a gang. He pushed this idea that I'm a I'm a gangbanger. Mm -hmm. I I smash all the women. I do all of this. I take all the drugs. Look at my face. Mm -hmm. Like my face is the personification that everything that I say in my music, you know. And when shit hit the guy. fan, when, <laughs> when shit hit the fan, that man was incarcerated. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing that he did? Snitched on everybody. And that's because he created a persona that. This is who I am, and when when he, it actually came to the realization that I'm not who I am, mm -hmm. man sang like a sang like a canary. Sang like a canary. That's man. crazy. You know what I mean? No, no I 100% agree with you. I think it's it, it's very like the the world we're living in today, fam. It's hard to balance your actual presence that you're gonna leave. You know, like mm -hmm. it's hard to balance because some people are on the side that they don't even have social media. They don't give a fuck about that shit. It's just text my number if you need me mm -hmm. or call me. Right. And then there's other people who literally are making a story as we speak. You know, 
they have like you know you go through somebody's story you have to press it a million oh, times to get through their shit you know, i you can't know stand people, those people, people bro yo another another one and this mm-hmm. stays on topic but people who go to concerts mm-hmm. who snapchat story the whole concert, concert yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's a cult chasing in, in my opinion and on top of that <laughs> they're singing in the background like we can't hear them <laughs> i'm like bro shut up I'm like, yo, like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing, bro? Enjoy, enjoy yo. your experience, you know? Oh, my God. What, what I, if I could give one message to my peers or people older than me, younger than me, it doesn't even matter. Like, my thing is, you need to be able to love who you are. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to grow into the person that you are. You need to be able to be happy with who you are. And sometimes, when you convince yourself that you're a certain way online, you start to believe that's who you are. Exactly. And it becomes difficult to differentiate between who you created and who you actually were. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's going back to my story earlier about about our high school friend. But he he created this image that only the 300 of us that went to that school know. And the thousands of people online were like, yo, this guy's actually cool. But we all knew. On, On another note, man, another social media person who I think like, was clout chasing for his entire life and this it's, it's an interesting spin because not even a black guy mm. <laughs> yep. it's skip bayless skip skip bayless created this whole online personality that he hates lebron james yeah e- even if lebron james was to score 50 points 50 rebounds 50 assists 50 blah 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 he's gonna remember the one free throw that he missed and this whole idea of hating lebron brought fame to him mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. he he was intoxicated by this amount of views that he was getting he's seen the amount he built of, his career yeah he built his career off a hating one individual and it didn't start with lebron it started with ai you know oh did it ai was the first guy he hated so then he, and ai he, literally went on tv and said why does this guy hate me so much i never met him a day in my life he's just a random guy who talked why does he hate me so much mm-hmm. and then he went on this whole tangent of like yo you're done you don't know how to play anymore you're selfish da, da, da. and then ai ended up you know his fate phased out his career was done yeah Who's the first person on the scene? LeBron, LeBron James. James. LeBron James. All right, we got a new target. <laughs> you know he's moved on to Luka Doncic now. He hates Luka? Yeah, he hates I Luka. hate Luka. Um, you remember that game he had 60, 20, yeah, yeah. and 10? Yeah. He said it was an 8 out of 10 performance. Can you imagine? Okay. Okay, not, not to navigate into basketball. Yeah. We can talk about this later. That's the definition yo. of cloud chasing right there. Like, we're, what we're just discussing right now like is he, that's, cloud that's, chasing. That's his next generation? Yeah, that's, that's his next generation. <laughs> LeBron James. But the fact that he created this whole thing about mm-hmm. hating one person mm-hmm. and building this career off of the idea of this like I think it's so I think it's so ridiculous to to the point that I I wish I, me and Mokhtar argue about this all the time. Is Kate Bailey a good person? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and recently I I kind of came to the decision that he isn't because of what he's been doing recently to his co co host Shannon Sharp. I I think that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You should be cordial with the people on your show, right? Definitely. But when it comes to l- p- talking about players, I think you're able to critique their play. Mm-hmm. And that's why I never took anything that he said offense, offensively yeah. towards any of them, right? Yeah, yeah. But what he's been doing to LeBron James has been absolutely ridiculous. And I think it's something that he should be checked on. I think he's crossed the line a few times, too, when he's discussed LeBron James. Like, there was a time where, uh, when remember when Space Jam 2 came out? That was a terrible movie. It was though. a garbage movie, right? That was a terrible movie. They had a segment, because it was in the off-season when the movie came mm-hmm. out and there was no basketball to talk about. They literally had a segment on that show. Is LeBron a better father than Michael Jordan? Father? <laughs> really? That was the segment, bro. Like, and Shannon Sharp's in there, like, 
what are we talking about right now? Like, are we critiquing their father skills? And Skip Bayless had the nerve to be like, he had the nerve to be like, LeBron's a worse father than Yo. Michael Jordan. Like, what He's can so you, like, I don't understand, bro. Like, what so, can somebody do to get you that angry at them? It's not that. It's about staying relevant. Cloud it is chasing, about staying. Cloud chasing is the idea. You know, and you know, Skip Bayless cracked at one time, you know. How? He, he cracked one time. When? There was a time where KD was in the media, right? And remember when KD was going uh, back and forth with the fans? Uh, yeah. When he was leaving Golden State and all that shit, and he had that whole spiel, everybody was talking about, is Kevin Durant, does Kevin Durant need to respond to fans, you know? And that was the whole conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Skip Bayless gets on his show, looks at the camera, talks to, to Kevin Durant directly. You know what, what he told him? He said, Kevin Durant, you're not LeBron James. We need LeBron James. If LeBron James does something, we need him. We talk about him. You're one of the guys. We don't need you. You're not that big of a name. So you doing all this back and forth. Interesting thing is. So basically he exposed himself and said, I need LeBron James for my career. Even though LeBron James never acknowledged me ever in my life, I need him to be relevant. Interesting. So that's where I I caught him lacking, bro. You caught him? Caught him lacking, bro. The man that his name will forever be associated with LeBron though. Yep. Like I'm, I'm sure, and you, you feel free to jump in. I feel like whenever LeBron does retire in a few years, Skip Bayless is gonna be less relevant. Yeah, I mean, now he's moved he's on to Luca. Now he's moved on to Luca. Nah, people still tune in to Undisputed to check to see what he I, says about more LeBron. More so for Shannon Sharp, though. The the fact that exactly that point, the fact that players are now in the media, mm-hmm. and people are paying attention. Like we've spoken about JJ Redick, Draymond Green. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys. Shaq and Charles been in there for a while, but. Mm-hmm. That's who people more want to hear because they break down the game. Mm-hmm. Mark, you remember that clip of Mark Cuban and Skip Bayless going at it? Yeah, I remember that. Mark, oh yeah, yeah after the finals, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. Mark Cuban <laughs> said, "You guys talk about generalities. Mm-hmm. If you guys are gonna talk about their defense and what type of defense they played against LeBron, this is the type of defense we we and this is the type of changes we made at LeBron, and this is why like he broke it down and he said, yes, you, you guys don't know shit. You guys talk generalities, but what what made me say Skip Bayless is just." It's, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Is that, remember that Dak Prescott thing? Oh, my God. Explain. That was explain, by far explain, the worst thing. Explain for the people that didn't Dak know. Dak Prescott is the quarterback for the, the Cowboys. And his, I think within a few months, his mother and his brother committed suicide. Crap, okay. Yeah. And this guy was, like, he came out in the media said he was talking about his mental health. Okay. And this guy's talking about nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, uh, Skip Bayless said, did you, say that? you know what he said? It, I, and this is paraphrasing, but he was like, we don't need to hear about that. We need to see you play football. Damn. When his mother and his brother committed suicide. Damn. Can you imagine? Like, and was Sh- Shannon Sharp was, he was baffled to hear it. It was way. during Undisputed? Yeah, no, on the show. On the show. Oh, man. On the show. He made that statement. Like, we don't need to hear about that. We need to see you play football. Okay. That's okay. crazy to say. As, a, as somebody who has no fucking talent in the sport at all, how can you even say something like that? You know? Goes too far. It's right. a sad world we're living in, man. I'm not gonna lie, but I think having the having the mind space to at least understand or the self awareness to understand that most of these people are just characters. They're not really like this IRL. That's gonna help you in life. Just knowing <clears throat> that is gonna help you in life. You know, like you're not gonna meet yeah. Skip Bayless and he's not gonna be the same way he's on Undisputed IRL. Hmm. Just knowing that is, I think that's that's a level of comfort that people should have. You know. Yeah. 
but there's certain lines you shouldn't cross. Like, <clears throat> you know Colby Covington from the UFC. Yeah. I, I think it was Joe Rogan that was saying it. This whole patriotic character he's playing, it was a character at the beginning until he started believing it. I, forgot, I think it was Joe Rogan, but I forgot who said it. He said, like, there's certain people, these guys start believing their character. Yeah. No, yeah. If you're willing to say some shit I for agree. so long, it becomes you. Yeah, to, to that point, bro, I remember there was a time in university I was getting, like, straight like D's and C's, right? You? In like my third year. Third year was hard for That's me. That's crazy. <laughs> third year was hard for me. But I convinced, like, I remember I, when my parents asked me, I'm like, I'm getting B's, I'm getting A's. And then I convinced myself to the point where I thought I was doing well in school. Like, m- the point I'm trying to make is your mind is such a powerful tool that, the m- like, the more you tell it, the more it will believe it. It's the placebo effect. Yeah, exactly. So if you keep telling yourself you're a specific way, if you keep telling yourself that you're this, that you're that, Eventually, your online personality, just like the Kasha 69, it's going to be who you are inside, like everywhere, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be able to kind of differentiate between what you do online and what you do via in real life. Mm-hmm. I think the, pr- to, I'm sorry to cut you off if you were about to say something, but I think the perfect example of somebody who keeps a balance is this comedian that I follow named Kevon Stage. Uh, you know Kevon Stage? I love Kevon Stage. Is bro. he from, uh, what was that that company, man? All Def Digital. All Def Digital. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, from there. Yeah, like yeah. this man is such a genius at what he does, and like, don't get me wrong, where he has he he he's on three different shows, three different podcasts. Like he dishes out so much content, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, when it comes to him, his wife, and his two kids, he keeps that shit as beyond private, eh? Beyond private, bro, mm-hmm. and that's because he knows that. The more it's that Kev on stage, not family on stage. I yeah, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He knows that that's what I'm providing. Of course, I'm creating a community with my online fans, but mm-hmm. there's some there's some stuff that they don't need to know. Mm-hmm. And there's that's what I think this generation is doing wrong. I feel like w- our generation is sharing everything, and their their mother is online. Mm-hmm. That you need mm-hmm. to be able to have some stuff just for yourself. Yeah, and the people around you. Privacy is like it's it's like gold. There's no man. such thing as privacy these days. Privacy I think, I think is like comedians gold. draw that line very well though. Because they are on stage for a living. 100%. Yeah. Like, for example, Andrew Andrew Souls, right? Yeah. Like, I love that guy. He's so funny to me. And mm. I watch all his stand-up. I, like, I know the randomest stories that he tells. But at the end of the day, I found out recently that he has a girlfriend. And that's He's because married. he was on... He's yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I didn't even know that. Yeah, we just told you I, right now. I think that's perfect. Because he only shows aspects of himself that he wants the media to see. Mm-hmm. And our generation feels, feels the need to share everything. I think that's an amazing segue you just brought up, bro. The the need the need to share everything, yeah. you know. Like when you something good happens to you, you're probably thinking, "Yo, man, I want people to know this." You know, you're like, ah, "I need to show this off," or "I got a new car," or, "I got a new this." I want to show this off in some way, but like, people are like programmed to like almost bust out their phone immediately, take a video, or post it online, and show everybody. 100%. You know, it's like a, almost like a programming in their head. You mm-hmm. know, and I feel like there that that you you touched on it so well, bro. Like. The need to share, you don't need to share everything, you know? Right. It's actually better not to share yeah. your personal, personal life because that could haunt you in the future if you're sharing to the wrong 100%. people, you know what 100%. I mean? So people aren't even realizing this, like, you don't need to go on, like, and that's why, like, I see a bunch of people with, like, t- uh, second accounts or third accounts and shit like that, you know, where they just post all their real shit there and then they post, like, the whatever shit for, for other people and shit. And I feel like that's, like, that's balance. that's kind of making a balance in a way too you know so like there's there's ways to do it but oversharing is like the biggest curse that people have right now man and, and not not to get too religious but i also believe in evil eye mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i believe that mm-hmm. there regardless of let's let's say if i was to 
put something out on social media. Let's say 99% of people are happy for me. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so, I'm so happy. Congratulations. There's still that one person who is either jealous or mad or some form of like anger towards you. Right? Just wish bad for you. And th- the idea of evil eye mm-hmm. will always come back to you if you keep dishing out everything, all exactly. your success online, you know? Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. the important things to yourself mm-hmm. and to your family mm-hmm. and always share what you're comfortable sharing with online. Because wow. that's, that's going to come back to you. Like, yo, short story, but when I was 11 years old, bro, I used to have a wild Facebook account. Oh, I remember <laughs> I Facebook. Facebook. I remember the pre-puberty. Yeah. I used to say the wildest stuff. Just no fucks given. I like. No, and no, no shit's given. I remember I was, ta- I was talking to this girl. And I don't know. She, she checked my LinkedIn. She checked my Facebook, my Twitter. I'm like, why? why yeah, LinkedIn at 11 years old? Pardon? No, you're talking about right now, right? No, I'm talking about right now. Oh, okay. I was talking. Should I should have clarified? Yeah. I was talking <laughs> to a girl right now, and I, I think girls do this thing where they research the guy to make sure he's not a sicko. Like she told me where I worked at, and I'm like, excuse me. Damn. <laughs> but she she saw my Facebook account from eleven or whatever how many long she's years not ago. Idiot. I should make a private life. Make but she private. was like, wh- wh- why would you say this comment? Wow. Like, she found a dirt, uh, old comment old from comment. back back, back when you were in the day. Tent? Back in the day, and I'm like. All right, I gotta delete this. I gotta delete this. I used wow. to be a savage. Wow. Well, check wow. LinkedIn's a thing, though. Yeah, I know. Right? LinkedIn is yeah. just like, that's like your resume, you know? Yeah. yeah. People, people, you can, they're gonna but regardless, I think it was that's wild, crazy. you know? So The Facebook's wild. Yeah. To the point that I make, fam. Yeah, I have some actually. I have some messages from you that are wild. Yeah, so do I about you. Don't, <laughs> don't, act, don't, act, don't act like don't act like I'm the only one. <laughs> Yo, we don't just act get, like I'm the only we one. We just get used to see some wild Yo, stuff remember, back and forth. Do you remember every? I think we were in grade nine, and every yeah. Friday we used to have rock paper scissors. I don't remember. Do you that. remember? And then if we lost, yeah. we used to tell the other. Yeah, post something what on your thing. And we used to tell each other. To yo, I'm just taking yo. Shocking, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> That's just like a memory unlock. You know, funny enough, some like probably like once a year, maybe twice a year, I go into my Facebook conversation. You scroll through? I scroll through them. Damn. And I think it's so interesting the way I that, do that certain friends and I used to talk, like people who I used to talk to, people who I don't talk to currently. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like we're getting too Do you have funny topic. photos on Facebook? I No, I delete everything. Uh, it sucks. I, 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 I keep my shit there, but it's I private. I wish I privated it. It's all, it's all on only I me. You know when it's on only me? Yeah, yeah. I wish I did. Because there were some really cool pictures of me when I was a kid that I don't have anymore. Mm. That I would have loved to have. But to navigate back, mm-hmm. like there, you always need to be prepared to face the consequences of yeah. what you put out. Yeah. And our generation right now, they're so comfortable with sharing everything. The later when they, you know, I work, I work in a different HR, like, like divisions, right? Mm-hmm. So not my companies, but there are some HR companies that They'll sit, check your social that media sit down with you, that sit down with you wow. and go, and through, go through it together. Damn. And I'm like, holy cow, be, be, just be prepared, you know, be prepared for everything. Mm, interesting. You know what I mean? Is it, <laughs> yo, that's actually crazy. I'm not taking that in. Like they're going to vet your Instagram. Yeah, and your, that's why I'm private. And everywhere. That's crazy. That's actually crazy, bro. But yo, it, it's 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 a real thing, man. Like, just be careful what you do, cause like the, the the point you made about evil eye is so real too, bro. Cause like people can prey on your downfall without you knowing it. You know, like you post something that should be like everybody should be happy about it. Shit, there's that one person that's like, please God, let this guy have lightning strike on him tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like, and that's just gonna fuck you up in life, bro. I really truly believe that shit exists, bro. So be careful, guys. Well, thank you guys again for coming back to another episode of the Coffee Break Podcast. I'm your host, Slim. This is my brother. Jama. This is my other brother. Mokhtar. 
Thank you again. Like, share, subscribe, send this to all your friends. We want to hear your opinion in the comments below. So please, please tap in. We'll see you next time.